the four horse jumps out in the lead. And He's got the 12 about. horse closing in. <laughs> <laughs> He's right in the rail. The eight's coming on the outside. That's about as far as I can take that bit. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. We're the guys in room 619. We're presenting the Leftovers podcast week one. We made it. Finally, finally here. We are hours away from, I guess we're always hours away from week one. We're just That's a lot true. Less Perspective. <laughs> right. Just a lot less hours. All right. Um, but yeah, we, we like to talk fantasy football. We like to talk DFS. We like to talk bets. We like to talk dynasty. We just like to talk football. We like to talk. Yeah. That's all I got. That's all I got. Yeah. I'm ready to go. All right. Podcast DFS. over. Nailed it. <laughs> All right, so we got our planner flag, guys. Guys, we're locking into our DFS lineups. All right. Um, I freaking love Tyree Kill for 6,800. Um, I know Waddle seems to be back, and he's going to – seems like he's going to play. He's trending that way. I don't think it matters. Uh, versus New England, he needs 20.5 points to be three times value. Um, that's like a casual Tyreek week, in my opinion. Um, just casual walk down the down the park, man. What he does, I think he's gonna get a ton of targets, especially with Waddle not 100. Um, I think he's gonna be schemed up a ton because he's the shiny new toy. No JC Jackson in New England, so they don't got someone that you know shadow him. Not like there really is a cornerback who can shadow his unique skill set. And then I just think Miami's gonna roll uh, New England. I don't think New England's very good this year, and. I like Tyreek a lot. I'm with you, and I don't think uh, New England is going to be all that, all that hot shit. No, um, I think they're like bad. They've got time to prepare, and like you said, they're gonna they're gonna figure out how to fe- feature Tyreek because he is the shiny toy, and they want to show everyone that, like, yeah, like we stuck our balls on the table to get this dude, and this is this was worth it. So, yeah, I think you're right that coming out of the gates, they're gonna they're gonna be looking to get him going. Yeah, I mean, as much as people want to say, like, oh, he's not on Kansas City anymore. Oh, he's not competing with Travis Kelsey anymore either. Like, I love Waddle, right? but, like, Kelsey is, like, he's the most prolific tight end, like, of recency. If you want to go Gronk, that's fine. But you know what I mean, right? Like, legitimate target pound. And so, um, yeah, I like Tyreek a lot, and I like him this season a lot. All right, you got somebody? Um, yeah, my first guy's Lamar. He is criminally <sighs> underpriced, man. Seven point three, and this shit is whack. Like, I know. It's the he's Jets. playing the Jets. It's <laughs> the goddamn Jets. <laughs> and a week, or first of all, week one is kind of fun and crazy because like we don't have real stats to go off of. Like it's all like we're just trying to project here. Um, totally agree. And I feel like prices are kind of low for what yes. they end up being. I agree. Um, well, I think it's due to how early they dropped the um, the pricing. I agree there. Is, was, is, that's just kind of silly. I know they want to build the hype, but yeah. I think it leads to a lot of misprices. Um, but yeah, Lamar against the Jets at 7.3. That's not even an outrageous price for a quarterback. Um, so this you team want is still least... going to float through him. Oh, even more so than recent years, in my opinion. Right. Um, yeah, you need 22, um, 22 points, points from him. Not solid. crazy. And he could easily outsmash that. Like, they're already dealing with J.K. Dobbins being hurt. 
Um, their their passing game is it's gonna be fine. I'm not like concerned about it, but like there's question marks as far as like how and where you know the production is gonna come from. They've got a gel, and you know there's there's it's just different. And so yeah, in week one, I think it's gonna be a pretty safe bet that they're gonna do what they know how to do, which right. is let Lamar eat. Let him cook. Um, and, plus, and like the just, running back, gotta be. Drake and Mike Davis. Right. But Drake's got to like watch his eating because that man is liable for a dump at any moment. That's true. Fiber. So you have to be very careful about the amount you let him eat. Drink your Metamucil before the game, Lamar. Um, I'm also curious just to see <clears> Lamar. Like, I don't think he's going to get his contract by Friday. So I think he's going to be like, fuck everybody, Lamar. And I'm just... <laughs> I'm ready to watch that. He he looks big. He bulked up over the offseason. So I think that's a good pick. Lamar to uh, the moon. Um, my guy, I'm guessing, is also on your list, and that's Travis Etienne. He is also my second on my list, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'll speak, and I'll let you speak, because I'm sure we got similar stuff. But um, 6,600, very cheap. Um, that means 16.8 points. Uh, his receiving line is supposedly 19 and a half uh, smash. Uh, he's probably getting 15 touches, maybe a half dozen of them as a catcher. And Washington gave up the most fantasy points per game to quarterbacks. Like, I just think, I think ETN is going to get a lot of passing work and he'll be more than fine, even if he doesn't score. Uh, uh, to, to piggyback off that, I agree with you, but with the James Robinson situation, if there's any week of the entire season that you can put your chips in and say ETN is getting, you know, the 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 lion's share, it's this it's it's week one because we just don't know what's up with Robinson. So mm-hmm. like I'm gonna put my chips in right now when I know for a fact that they're gonna be easing Robinson in and feeding ETN. So like I agree. I don't know, yeah. Crazy little price here. I think and it's going to be the cheapest he is all season. I 100%. Like, he's going to be up there with, like, the Swift tier from yeah, it's here on 7K out. 7K in time. Yeah, this is whack wow. and easy plug and play. Any type of lineup you want. Definitely. All right, I'll let you pick your three guys since I stole your two guy. Um, My number three guy is Hollywood. I almost Wait. picked Hollywood. I'm glad you're talking about him. <clears throat> Once again, way low priced here, man. 6.2. Yeah. Uh, we've got no Hopkins. We've got Zach Ertz is already limped up a little bit. Uh, Rondell Moore is already banged up. He might not play. Like It might be him and AJ fucking Green. Who are they playing him? Um, oh, the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. So I bet like they'll be low 50, scoring. Like a 54 point total here. Nice. And game that uh kyler and company are gonna have to probably be slinging that rock so once again shiny new toy that they paid for uh real cheap and we've talked a lot about how we just like him as a player a a lot higher than consensus um so maybe that reflects my opinion here as for what i think with the pricing but yeah, dude, Hollywood this week is. I think he's gonna eat. No, I really like that play. I have him in almost every lineup too. Um, 
but I wanted to be a little bit different since I already have said a lot about Hollywood. Um, I'm going to another one of my boys. It's AJ Brown. Uh, shout out to Zach sending me a tweet where he hang he hung an always open uh, sign in his locker. Um, freaking love that dude so much. Uh, he is 6.4, so a little bit more than Hollywood, but still very reasonable for wide receiver one. Uh, I, in my opinion, easily the best player on their offense. Um, and then also Hertz like recruited him to. Uh, the Eagles. Did you hear about this? That he was like no. in the GM's ear saying, like, we should trade for him. We should trade for him. Because That's awesome. AJ Brown visited Alabama when Hertz was still there. And Hertz did the same thing, tried to give him to play with Bama. They're like close friends. Right. And so they wanted to play together for like five years or whatever. And so I'm really, really excited for this. Um, Mike Clay is Hertz projected as the top scoring QB. Um, I also considered him. I have him in my cash lineup. Hertz, that is. Um for QB, a little bit cheaper than Lamar. I think lower upside, though. Um, right. But really, the biggest worry everyone always says about AJB is his health, right? Well, it's week one. This is the right. healthiest he's going to be. You know, now is the time, especially with that price. I think that definitely could shoot up. I I have that attitude um, with a handful of players this week. For instance, uh, I have a whole bunch of GBP builds on I've never been one to throw a bunch of lineups in, but for week one this this year, uh, as I've been winning bets, I've been throwing tickets into the $5 milli, and I've got 12 uh, entries in right now. So I'm going to try my hand at playing a bunch of lineups, and one of them I'm stacking <clears throat> Giants and Titans, um, and I'm taking... Henry and Saquon, because once again, first game of the year, both guys are healthy and who knows? Like, right. <laughs> same thing with CMC. I'm going to load him in some DFS too. Like all these guys that have the question. And there's now, a lot of value at lower price running backs, but I like mixing in some of the top ones. I like CMC this week. I like uh, Eckler versus Vegas. Mm-hmm. Talk about that later. Um, Kamara versus Atlanta. I like yeah. that, especially with MT's health and can, you know, in question, he had a hammy. I feel like that should be his nickname in the league. I have him questionable hamstring. Um, oh, that's probably, that. that should be Julio though. <laughs> yeah, actually I, no Julio should be stanky leg. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that's smart. Week one is a shit show. Like we don't really know what's gonna happen, and so I think more than any other week, it's a good week to throw a bunch of shots out there and see what sticks against the wall. You know. And I'm gonna also try my hand at like. See, I'm not. I don't want to pay for. I don't want to pay to get roster shit. You know, roster numbers or projections, mm-hmm. and I don't want to pay for an optimizer. Cause like I would love to use an optimizer because then you can actually put in like, you know, you want to be higher than the field on this guy and, you know, lower mm-hmm. than the field on this guy. And I also want to sneak in 10% of this guy and you know, and, and it just throws them all out and spits them out for you. So you don't have to do all that work. I'm not paying for that shit. Anyways. Plus I just don't want to be, you know, you've mentioned it for like the group think like I think the value is being an individual. And so right. part of the fun and for me is all week questioning over every decision. 
Right. So, uh, for instance, this week, I am, I'm going to be really overweight on the Jags because they're really underpriced. Washington sucks. And I, I think this is the time to take advantage of Trevor Lawrence's, uh, price, uh, development before, before it catches on. And so I'm going to be overweight on them in my 12 lineups and, you know, hopefully it works out, but yeah. Yeah. Week one, week one's cool. Yeah. Speaking of week one, we have some games we're interested in. Uh, uh, you know, we can't really NFL recap games. games. Oh my God. I cannot wait. It's going <laughs> to be too much. Um, but now we, we can't have any games to review or recap or anything. So we're just going to look at two that we're just really excited to see how these games play out. Maybe it's, we want to see how the offenses like distribute the production. Maybe we just think it's going to be a really fun game. We're just intrigued. We want to see what's going to happen. You're up first. Okay. I'm going to Philadelphia. The, the Philly Flying Eagles. Mm. And the, the Detroit Lions. Hard knocks. Um, right. Mm. I, and honestly, for me, like, I don't know. Everyone talks about the hard knocks bump, but like, I'm more interested in the Eagles. Um, I just want to see how they're going to use all, you know, the pieces on offense. I I think uh, Nick Sirianni is a good coach. Uh, He was one of the coaches last season when they hired him. People were like, what the hell? What? Who? He had a horrible press conference. Right. And I remember people railing him for that. And I think people like, I don't know. I think I talked about it on here one time. I was like, I don't know. Like, if that if his public speaking isn't like right. top notch, but like the rest of you know what makes you a good coach and leader is, you know if he can speak to his group of guys, you know well, like, I'll what give are we a doing shit. <laughs> but yeah, um, he really showed throughout the year. I think that he's he's a good coach in this league, and you know hurts. He might he might be able to be an NFL quarterback. Like he's we're at that point. A lot of hype. Right. And I think once again, as the year went on, he he showed he showed more as like a, a prospect. Um, obviously, the garbage time's always been there. But I think as the season went on last year, he showed a little bit and, you know, showed progression throughout the season that like, hey, I can I can play in this league. Um, so, you know, they got him. Like you said, they just got him his dude in AJB. Uh, hell yeah. Um, so now Devonta Smith is going to be their number two. Like that's cool. You got Goddard. Like, I was just about to say now AJB is opening up that room for Goddard. Uh, yeah, dude, that's I think huge. If they use Sanders and Gainwell properly this year, like that's going to be a nice tandem. Um, yeah, I just this is this going to be a fun offense, I think. And no, I, was I agree. Curious to see how the you know what. AJB's impact on the team, like what it looks like on the field. Yeah, I know. I texted you a couple weeks ago about it. I sprinkled, well, I put pretty heavily on them to win the division. It was like plus 190 when I did it. It's gone down a little bit. I put a little bit on them to uh, win the NFC because I think the NFC is wide open. And I put a little bit on them to win the championship just because, like, they have everything. If Hurts takes right. the leap, this is like a Bills 2.0. And so I am 100% with you. I'm very curious to see how this offense plays. The offensive line is ridiculous. Defense should be a lot better with adding um, Jordan Davis. And uh, who, who's the uh, linebacker? Um, oh, N'Kobe Dean. 
Yeah, I had the end. All right. But, yeah. So, I think because their biggest weakness was they couldn't stop the run. Now right. you add those two guys, you know. Um, no, I'm oh, very curious. Isn't it hilarious how Georgia um, looks like they didn't just lose their whole defense to the draft? It's ridiculous. <laughs> their defense is. Well, I was watching that game the other night. I was just like, this practically this whole defense just got drafted. I know. And they somehow like look better because the offense was confident. It's so weird. Um, I had a couple follow-ups. So one, what do you think is going to happen at the running back situation? Because like Sanders has missed time, but now apparently he's back. Full practice. Do you think um, he's going to be the number one? I think if they're smart, right, they will they will utilize him less. Um, because it's like they try to lean on him like super hardcore, and then like he gets hurt, and then he comes back, and then they're trying to like half use him. And then, like he's he's gimped up. Um, I don't know. I think with what we've seen out of him, like I think it's time to change change something. I think that's and, smart, especially with the hamstring injury. Like you gotta have a slow ramp up, otherwise you're just gonna tweak it again. And I really like what I've seen out of Gainwell. I liked him coming out. Um, I drafted him in one of my dynasties. I still have him, thankfully. Um, mm-hmm. But. I think he's just going to be a good football player for him. I agree. Um, what about how do you think things are going to be distributed for Detroit? Oh, I think that's also interesting. Yeah. Um, I'm not in on Hawk. Mm-hmm. I, we've talked to him before that we think that if he was that guy, we would have known by now. Um, yep. I So I think he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I think, I think St. Brown is going to continue to do his thing. Like sky's the limit for that guy. Um, He's just going to keep getting targets and he's shown that like, he's got that chemistry with Goff, and, you know, people clown on Goff, but like he was like, okay. Last year, honestly, he looked better than I've ever seen him. Yeah. I wonder if McVay's system just was like a horrible, horrible fit for him from like, I think like a confidence thing Mm -hmm. and too, just from like, Obviously, McVeigh's great at scheming stuff open, but like, I just don't think it was a good fit. And I'm not like a, a golf stand or anything. Like, he's going to no. get replaced next year. But like, I just, yeah, I don't think he's as bad as people make him out to be. Uh, he's no Danny Dimes. Right. Um, I think the real, the real thing with this team is going to be is how they bring and integrate Jameson. Yeah. I agree there. That's a big mystery because they should be able to move the ball before he comes back, like with Swift and and Sun God, and you know, Chark's gonna be bit. solid. Chark will be good, um, but the O line should be like Loki great. And so, like you know, schemed up deep shots, like right, that, that could really open things up. But yeah, I'm very curious to see just how it all. I think both sides how this game goes. This might be, you know, obviously it'll be the Bears is the game I pay the most attention to, but this might be the second one I'm trying to keep tabs on at that one o'clock slot. There's a lot of fantasy um, appeal, and there's also real, real football appeal. Definitely. Um, so my game was Vegas at Chargers. Um, one, I think this is just going to be a cool game, so I'm excited for it. But um, I had some questions or talking points. So how much is Adams going to eat? 
because I don't think he can touch that 30% target share he's had the last couple of years. Um, oh, no one else has done it but him. And also he, he needs he needs an elite quarterback to, to get him that. Yeah. Like a, a like a average quarterback, if an average quarterback makes every attempted pass that Rodgers made to Adams uh, this past season, you know the completion percentage is significantly lower. Yeah, because how many of those were just like normal people wouldn't throw that there? Right, the ball placement and stuff. Um, and plus, he's got Waller there, he's got Renfro there, so he just has more competition. But I really like this Vegas offense. Like, I think it could be, like, top five in the league. Like, I know people don't like Carr, but Carr is, like, he's borderline elite. Like, I don't, I don't give a I shit. Was, I, I, was a car, awesome. I was a Carr hater for a while because I was a Bortles stan. And they came out of the same class. Um, but, yeah, he's, he's good, man. Yeah, and I think Josh McDaniels is um, a addition as well. Um, Chargers defense gonna live up to the hype? No, no, just because I don't think so. Chargers, um, two things I think it's hard to be that explosive or not explosive, that like great of a defense when your offense is that explosive, if that makes any sense, and going for it on fourth down every time, and, and like just being like. When your offense is going to put you back on the field that quickly, whether it's a punt or or a touchdown, like mm-hmm. that's just not like defense doesn't want to be on the field. So I don't I know. That. I think for that reason, like the way this team plays and the way they push the ball, that's not exactly like the greatest thing for yeah. a team who's, who wants star to power, you know, be a lockdown defense. You got Bosa and Mack, and you got J.C. Jackson, Derwin James, and Asante Samuel Jr. was good. He was really good. Player. I mean, he, um, but I mean, it I could love, be, could be special. I love Derwin, but oh my god, I believe he's so it good. when I see it that he can stay healthy. Right. I know he's a freak. He's okay, like, I, it's sad, but my buddy, like. I was talking to my buddy about it, and I'm like, he's like, why does everyone love Derwin James? I'm like, because he's like a combo guard, but like a combo safety. Where, like, literally you can play him all over. He can play in the box. He can play deep safety. You can match him up with the tight end. Like, he can literally just do everything. He's the only guy we've seen out of college as close to Ramsey, like, in the past however long. I don't know. I agree. Um, couple more. We'll, I'll keep it moving. Keenan Allen keeping the big target share, or is Big Mike coming to take some of that stuff? Because I, <laughs> I'm not a Big Mike guy, but I'm also like Keenan's getting old. Okay, I was just looking through Keenan's game log earlier today from last year, and I know it's not like a great resource, but the production has really dropped from him, like. When we would click him in DraftKings, you know, like a plug-and-play guy, you know, not this past season, but the past, like, two seasons prior, mm-hmm. it's because he's going to catch seven balls minimum. Right. Easy. And like he's sometimes like he's half, catching nine and a half every week. Sometimes he's catching 13 and 14 balls. Like, Jesus. So, right. 
And then I was, yeah, I was looking through the game log and like those games just aren't there for him anymore because no. they're dumping it to Eckler. They're pushing it to, to Williams. They, they're just figuring out other ways to do it. So, yeah, yeah I, think, I think this is the year we really start to notice. Yeah, I know. I grabbed him in our reach league, but I'm like, mm, I don't know if I love it. And then last one. Do you think Las Vegas runs the ball ever? <laughs> I think they want to pass it every play, and I think they hate Josh Jacobs. And everyone behind him, too? I don't know. Is Bruce Bolden going to start? Or I don't even know if that's his name. It's Bolden. I know that part. <laughs> yeah, it's um, Brandon. Brandon. I knew it wasn't Bruce. Um, yeah, random Patriot ran back. He was probably also had like a four touchdown game in prime time before. I'm sure, but yeah, so <laughs> him and you I know, just wanted Jonah to throw Gray. that out there. I think Vegas might have an 80% pass rate. <laughs> and yeah, that I think would you're be, probably gonna be close. And that will be cooking, baby. Um, Woo! a lot of soccer recently in cooking, but uh, I'm interested in it, so I can't help okay. it. I yeah, I'm gonna give you give you a uh well never mind, you don't have cable. Uh I've never been like super into champ never watched much Champions League, but like I it has been good. I've been watching. Um, I've seen the clips. CBS Sports Network runs a show called like the Golazo show, and it's it's basically red zone, but just for all the Champions League. So you, they're just flipping you to all the games around. And if something cool, you know, if they obviously if they know a goal happened, they're going to throw you to that game, you know, 30 seconds before. Right. Um, but it's just really it's 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 really cool for when there's five, six soccer games going on. And if you're like playing, I was playing DFS, so it's cool. Um, so, yeah, shout out to that. that. That makes soccer fun. Champions League is cool. But, yeah, I've already seen some sweet goals, man. Yeah, they've been good. Um, so we got Holland and Mbappe. They're both kicking. Um, they kind of like each over. So Holland passed up Mbappe for the youngest to score twenty-five goals in Championship Champions League, and then then the same game, like a, not same game, but like the same time, Mbappe scored his thirty-fifth goal and was the fastest to score thirty-five, passing up Messi. So I just thought it was funny that they both kind of like each passed kind of like a awesome. legend, you know? And then the goals were just silly. Holland with the flying kick and then that Mbappe goal with Neymar flipped it up and basically like rainbowed it for yeah. Mbappe. And then yeah. he just crushes off the volley so hard. The goalie was right there. It didn't matter. That ball no. had to be going like 120. Um, <laughs> um, it was, first of all, I didn't realize how big Holland is. I didn't realize he was... That dude just a Viking. <laughs> He really is. He's a <laughs> massive, massive man, and he's faster than everyone else. I was okay <laughs> when I was watching um, some of that Man City game yesterday. You don't know what I had the thought of him. You know, we've always had the discussion of like, what if like LeBron was a soccer striker? Yeah. What if AJB played soccer striker? You know, like yeah, it's that. like the best peak athlete. Yeah. A hundred percent. He should not be, on, be able to be on the same team as De Bruyne. It's just not fair, the passes that he gets to him. No. I don't know how you st- – I, I I think he's honestly going to score a hat trick every game. It's the most fun feeling of watching. Man, um, today, Lewandowski dropped a hattie for uh, Barcelona. Um, uh-huh. 
your your boys in Italy, Nap- Napoli, whooped ah. the shit out of Liverpool. Oh! Yeah. Let's go. Fuck um, <laughs> I know. Someone else. I'm trying to think. What was the other game? Oh, Richarlison, uh, who Tottenham just got from Everton. He scored two headers in like five minutes. They were awesome. They're just the, it's just been a barrage. Yesterday and today have just been awesome. Um, next round is next week, Tuesday, Wednesday. And the games are like, they'd usually do like a game or two earlier in the day but then at like three o'clock is like they kick off like five or six of them at once and it's awesome i know it that's the only downside of my late schedules i'm not gonna be able to see all these games i think i'm gonna get screwed for the um world cup too um i know that all the usa games are during the week like one of them is on black friday oh my god anyway moving on (laughs) um jesus christ uh the mets you don't often get to see that say them they are cooking, but Edwin Diaz, this entrance is ridiculous. Yeah, I had not seen this until recently. I don't know if it's a thing, but it is it, dope it's become out. a thing over the last like month. Okay. It is I want to so go cool. to a Mets game. And this is like, you know how like for a while Rizzo had intoxicated the bump, yeah. bump, bump, This is that times like a billion. Like uh-huh. this is so, so cool. And like, I just love that there's an actual trumpet player there. And <laughs> every single, oh, that was the first time they had the actual Oh, that was the player. first time? Okay, okay. Yes. So that definitely made it so much cooler. Right. But, um, but every other time it's still really cool. And yeah. like the thing that makes it so fucking cool is this is high pressure – Every single time this happens, this isn't like, oh, my guy's up in the bottom of the first with no one on. Like, no, this is our closer. It's like, imagine if Marmel had something this badass to come into the game. We would have freaked out. I mean, I could be ignorant and just being like, you know, it's the go closer, but it's like enter Sandman. It's like, but in my opinion, way cooler. And only if they keep having the trumpet player there. There has to be. You can't go back. No, yeah, you're right. My one gripe about this is the one thing that could take this next level is the fans. And all the fans are just staying there with their phones. If the fans clapped along together yes. with that. Or get that like a good shit, dance going. That'd be sick. Right. Too. Like, or like a chant or something. If they came, if they had something to pay, to go along with that as it was happening, Mm-hmm. That place, the atmosphere and energy would be even cooler. But right. instead, like, it's 2022 and everybody <laughs> has their phone. It's like the fucking golf pictures that were coming out. You remember, yeah. I think, from the Masters? Yeah, or like, like watch someone, the game. <laughs> I think it was like JT or Spieth or someone just like, it was one of their balls that went off the fairway so that everybody has to, you know, back up. And they, yeah, it's literally every single person. And I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> but yes, again, that's uh, Timmy Trumpet is is badass. Uh, both of us are former trumpet players, if you couldn't tell, which um, which probably helps a lot for us. Oh, I think it helps a ton. Oh, um, yeah. I always I always hear the trumpet. Um, but anyway, booking. 
uh, our boy Brian Kelly. <laughs> um, neither one of us are big Brian Kelly fans. He's pretty unlikable. Um, he is a very unlikable man. And so he's really it. good at hiring unlikable men as coaches. And Hopefully like, Freeman is not that way. No, you saw his hangover thing. That was hilarious. Um, but yeah, so Brian Kelly, like it's been somehow made himself more unlikable since he left Notre Dame, which is impressive. Um, and you guys, they aren't supposed to be good, but he, they're already saying fire Brian Kelly. And it's just the comical way in the way that they lost where they get that last minute drive. Like it was a long drive too. And they get the blocked beat for the first time. Like LSU fans just com- like one, they're completely crazy. Like, in a pretty cool way, but also like a totally crazy way. Yeah. And so like, this is not going to stop because they're not going to have like a great year. They're going to be like a seven, eight win team. Right. And so like every loss is going to be like, they just had 10 losing seasons and I'm here for all of it. Cause Brian Kelly will not handle this. Well, uh, he's just, <laughs> I feel like he's just, I don't know what makes him good. I, I honestly don't like, he's not a player's coach. Maybe he's great schematically. I don't know. But I just feel like he's not going to handle all the drama and all the hate well. I think he's going to be spreading the blame like crazy, and everyone's just going to roast him more for it. So when I first found out he was leaving Notre Dame, my first instinct was he was hamstrung by the talent available because of the academics at Notre Dame. And so I honestly really thought, like, I really think he's going to, and I, I still think he could turn LSU around and turn oh, it I back think he to will. a really great program. Like this season means nothing. Like right. you need, if they give him time, he'll be fine. Right. So I truly think that like he wasn't the problem at, that Notre Dame couldn't get over the hump. Like, I don't think anyone's getting Notre Dame over the hump. Probably so, not. But he definitely wasn't. And so right. I was ready to try someone new. But like, yes, this is anyway. epically hilarious. I just love that he just somehow keeps being more and more unlikable. And I didn't think that was possible because everyone hates Notre Dame. And he's like just a dick. And yeah, it's just impressive that him and his family is dealing with all this now. Yeah. And um, not, not really his family, just how he had a Southern accent when he says family. I was just about to say, did you see? Okay, so Florida State has... A lineman who is there for grad school who played for I think three or four years under Kelly and our name. He is a starter on the line. Well, they won. He put um, a picture of them celebrating the locker room on Twitter afterwards and just said, like, no fake accents here or something like that. <laughs> and did you see, because like LSU always plays, like, neck is like their song. And every touchdown Florida State scored, they were just blasting neck over and over again. <laughs> the pet band. Like, I love the pettiness of college football. It's so great. It's, oh, that was such a great game. I'm so happy that was week one. And unfortunately, I mean, I didn't bet on it, but I should have because I would have definitely bet against LSU. Always bet against LSU. Well, I guess bet against Brian Kelly, sort of, so you can see the chaos as well. <laughs> um, the last one, another chaotic clip. I can't even believe what I heard. This is Art wild, Scott. man. Um, I don't even know what's the most ridiculous take. So he said that Kansas City is going to take a step back, which I think is totally fair. I think they absolutely right? will. Not unreasonable. And then not making the playoffs. Um, 
they always go toe to toe with the with the Raiders. The the Chargers are better than them. Should have beat them both times. And uh, now Russell Wilson is saying, "Let's ride," and they might ride with him. Um, and then he goes all the way to Reed's not a good coach, and there was a reason he got fired. I don't know where to start. Um, Trey Wingo does. Yeah, Trey Wingo owned the shit out of him. My question is, just because you're a former player, at what point do we need harder like uh, standards for these positions? Well, I mean, or how much of it is it's the CNN and sports and they need someone to say something crazy in the morning and then they can go talk about it the rest of the day. Probably a lot of that. It's like Fox News where it's like programming that's like it's like meant to like rile you up and make you angry and get you going. And uh, obviously it's not, not meant to like make you mad. But it, yeah, you're right. A lot of ESPN programming is just meant to get you talking. And you can't, it makes it so like every show is like unwatchable because right. like I don't want to hear the ridiculous talk about the Kansas City Chiefs aren't making the playoffs. Like maybe they won't, but like they're unanimously like a top two team in the right. Like if we, if we hit January and the Chiefs missed out, I wouldn't be the most shocking thing in the world because that division is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. Right. Injuries happen. Right. But, I would still put it a very slim chance. Right. So here's what Trey Wingo said back. They always have a drag out fight with the Raiders. Chiefs 41-14 and Chiefs 48-9 in those drag out fights last year. Wait, go I want to really- pause you real quick. That's extra hilarious because it, the, the, the the Raiders were the team for like three years. I'm going to butcher it. It's like they... Basically, Mahomes is way better versus one type of coverage, and then that's all they play. Yeah, cover three. Everyone went to safety against him last year, except for the Raiders. Both games, just like stubbornly. <laughs> and they get lost by 39 and by 37. So here I am in September pulling out that stat or that little nugget from, you know, whatever – time in the off season I read that and here's Bart Scott mm-hmm. <laughs> totally ignorant about it right <laughs> and then the literally the fear of Mahomes is why Chandler Jones is in Vegas why JC Jackson and Cleo Mack are Chargers because he also said it um that no one fears Mahomes anymore without Tyreek right and and the Raiders traded dra- a bunch of draft capital for the best wide receiver in the league because they thought that they only have to score like 15 points a game um and like Reed got fired in Philly, but then he went to KC and didn't he make the playoffs the year that the wide receivers didn't catch a single fucking touchdown? Like, who's Man, going after Reed? Who's going after Reed? I, I've never heard anybody go after Reed. Not in like ten years. I don't know. Someone I don't, who probably lost Andy Reed a bunch of, during his career. I guess. Just crazy, crazy booking. Um, um random nugget about Andy Reid. This is going to take us back to earlier DFS kind of stuff. Andy Reid is the whiz at when he has time to prepare. Just remember that. Yep, definitely. Uh, very good off the bye, for sure. All right, and just extra rest, like a Thursday 
Right. You get like the 10 days. You give that man um, time to prepare for you, you're screwed. Yeah. No doubt. He's a guan. Speaking Ooh. of guan, it's the the team that most people are picking to win the Super Bowl. It's the Buffalo Bills. It's just a great time to be a Buffalo Bills fan, a Buffalo Bills player. Like you're you're guaning it up. Yeah. Um in our the betting podcast on we my pick for the NFC or the AFC, I mean, was the Bills. They're the favorite. It's like plus 325. But I just said, like, they're the most complete team in the conference, I think. Easily. And I think if you're going to, if you're really going to boil down to trying to, if you're really putting yourself out there to pick uh, a winner in the AFC, you have to pick from one of the top four or five quarterbacks. And so, like, I, think, I so. think instantly with how deep and talented this this conference is, nobody's sneaking through this playoff. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I think the AFC playoffs are going to be bananas. They're my Super Bowl pick. Um, FanDuel is a cool bet where you can bet at least fifty bucks on a Super Bowl winner, and then every win they have during the regular season, you get a five dollar free bet back. So I definitely recommend. Uh, doing that and picking a team you think is going to win a lot. And I just think the Bills, I think their defense is ridiculous. I think their offense is also ridiculous. Uh, I I think McDermott's a good coach. I think Buffalo is a crappy place to play, and they're probably going to be the one seed because, you know, every other – I know they have Miami in their division, but Buffalo normally kills Miami, um, like, really bad. Like, they do – what the Chiefs do to the Raiders, that's what they do to Miami every year. Like, look at Josh Allen's stats versus Miami. It's bananas. Um, like, you know, Baltimore has, you know, Cleveland and Cincinnati. The ASC West is ridiculous. Um, and then ASC South is – And no one from than, the ASC South is is a real threat in the long run. Less than ridiculous is what I was going to say. I was going to be nice to you. Right. <laughs> no, I think they're the one seed. I wouldn't want to play there in just in January. Um, and then, like I said, I think the NFC is just down. Um, but yeah, I think the Bills are. I think they should be the favorite. And I know, like everyone's like, well, when everyone is picking one team, like they never win. Okay, I feel like the Chiefs are like the number one play. Didn't everybody pick the Rams last year? I mean, that's they were easily like a top three choice. I think right. they were plus eight hundred right before the season started. So Bills are plus six hundred, like. Yeah, basically the same. Like people, um, people, people are acting like they're we're betting like the Bills right now are like the 07 Patriots. Yeah, like let's let's slow it down a little bit. Like I know like they're hyped, but it's mostly just because like a lot of teams kind of had to like take a step back in one way or another, and so it just they didn't. They added Von Miller. Like <laughs> you know, they're just a re- really really deep team, and Josh Allen's been a superhero. So. And they're mad about how they lost last year. And I know like narratives are narratives, but like the driving force behind like the 85 Bears, if you watch the Netflix doc, was how they lost to the Niners in the NFC championship game. And they're like, they're like, nobody is going to do anything to us. Like we are like that chip on your shoulder. I a hundred percent believe in that because like it's a grind to get through the season and right. you need that like thing that like kicks you in your ass. And I think they have it. Yeah, um, I this I don't think it's ridiculous. It's, they've got an elite quarterback, and it's just a very complete football team all around. 
Yeah. So good job, Bills Mafia. You seem like you have fun. Um, break some tables. Have break fun. some I tables. Go, I would love to go to tailgate there. Uh, dressed in Bills stuff. Oh, yeah. Zubas. No, only. All day Zubas. Yeah. Just Zubas. I'm Nothing not else. Going, I'm not going <laughs> there, and I'm not going to Cleveland in my Jags gear. So I'm going. Those to... are the, those are my two bugaboos. 